the promise of light gave hope in the dark. The promise of light will give you hope in the dark. And every year when I begin to start writing about Christmas, I always seem to try not to take it back to the beginning of creation. I don't know why, maybe for fear of time purposes or Ali, you've started a Christmas sermon this way before. I always just want to get to the part about a baby in a manger. But every year I feel like God goes, won't you please, won't you please just listen to my leading and go back and look at the story of creation. Because that is as much a part of the Christmas story as what we've just heard. So I end up there every time in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis 1, 1 through 4, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. The world was in actual physical darkness until God created light day by simply speaking the word. You think the world getting dark at 4 p.m. in the winter is bad, but could you imagine if God like never, ever, ever, ever created light, if he never created daytime? That sounds miserable to me. And why do you think that light was one of the first things that God created after he created the heavens and the earth? Because God created humanity, he created you and me to crave it, to crave light. And light is just so vital to our lives, it brings shape and color and depth into everything that we see. In the presence of light, it brings life. So light, it changes everything. And one of the first two people to enjoy that light were, of course, Adam and Eve. And they lived and walked and talked with God every day in what I believe would, they would call the happiest place on earth of the biblical times, the Garden of Eden. Um, they got to enjoy relationship and peace with their creator, and it was perfect. Their pure bond with their father was a beautiful representation of light and what it can do in our lives. There was no sin, no shame, no guilt, no hiding, no bondage, nothing that could ever separate us from God. Only hope and peace and love and mercy and wholeness and truth, only light. But they only got to experience that light, that intimate relationship with God just for a short time because when we look to scripture, we see that humanity had a perfect relationship with God for only the first two chapters. Genesis chapters one and two, because in one pivotal moment, the course of history would forever be changed. In chapter 3 of Genesis, we see Adam and Eve disobey God in the garden by eating of the one fruit that they were instructed not to. And in that moment, God's heart broke that his beloved creation would choose to love something more than him. That they would choose to break their intimate relationship with their creator, even though the world was no longer living in a state of physical darkness because of sin. The world was now living in a state of spiritual darkness. A life without God how dark, how hopeless it must have seemed. But in that same moment that Adam and Eve allowed sin to enter our world, God made a promise. He made a plan 
for redeeming mankind back to their original state, back to how it was supposed to be, back to a whole and complete relationship with God where nothing got in the way. God, he made a promise. A promise provides assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. And I take promises, I take them super seriously, and pinky promises, forget it. I basically treat those like a signed contract. So don't pinky promise me anything if you do not have plans to follow through. Um, But just think, have you been in a situation where someone promised you something and it took a while for them to come through? But you trusted that person enough that even though you didn't know when and you didn't know where, you knew that their promise was good, that their word was good, and somehow the promise would arrive right on time. And in the midst of the waiting and maybe some discouragement and frustration and confusion, maybe in the midst of not knowing how this promise would eventually come to pass, you had hope that the promise would still stand. Because the promise of light gives hope in the dark. God made a promise. God loved his people so much that he promised to send another light into the world, his son Jesus, to make a way, to overcome, to pierce the spiritual darkness that was brought into the world because of sin. And after Genesis chapter 3, the remaining 1,189 chapters of the Bible are about this. The story of God keeping his promise to send the light to give hope in the dark. God made a promise. He just didn't abandon us and go, oh, well, like, you messed it up now. I hope you can figure it all out. I will just watch from the distance. I will just watch in the stands. I'm going to watch you struggle, bust it for a while and see if you can figure it out. No. He knew we weren't smart enough for that. We weren't capable in our own strength. And he had to step in to make a way for us to be saved from ourselves so that we could experience true salvation, which is a turning away from spiritual darkness, a life without God by saying, I can't, I can't do this life without you. I, I don't want to do this life without you. Jesus, please come into my life. Please invade my world and flip it upside down because I can't live this way anymore. And how did God come into our world He came in by first sending down his son, Jesus. Now it's time for the baby in the manger part. He would eventually die an obedient death on a cross, and he would shed his blood for every time in our lives that we were going to miss the mark. 1 John 1, 5 through 7 says this, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. God made a promise. God made the ultimate promise to give us the ultimate light. And that ultimate light, Jesus, was the key to unlocking every single promise that this book that the Bible has for us. He made a way for everything on these pages to actually mean something, to come to life, to transform every dark part of our lives to light and allowing the glory of God to be displayed here on earth. He brings this book to life. I think that is a holly jolly Christmas.
I'm so blown away by that. I am so amazed because for Mary and Joseph and the shepherds to Simeon, as you heard their stories told, as we read the scriptures, as we watched your peers portray what I would assume would be each character's thought process during this unexpected time in history, we got to see that each of them were just so amazed that Jesus, the light of the world, broke into their human world of darkness. Because up until that point in history, man was just, they were just wandering around, trying to do their own thing, trying to clean up the mess by their own sin and destruction on their own. But all throughout the Old Testament scriptures, there are countless places where the people that time were reminded that God promised, that God promised a rescue, that God promised a way out. And they just needed to hold on to the hope of the promise that the light of the world was going to come, that Jesus was going to come. It says in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. This was just one of the many prophecies, so the foretelling of, of future events that Christ was going to come. Rule the earth, set it back on its intended course. So about 700 years before the birth of Christ actually happened, the world was told of his arrival. But I'm sure it was hard to wait looking around at the state of their lives thinking, will this Will this get better? Or will God come through? Like who, what, when, where, how, and why sort of stuff. But humanity could look back on the promises of God, the promises in Scripture, and trust that God was sending the light right on time. That there wasn't going, he wasn't going to leave like the world in this, this hopeless state and, and just watch that from above. Right before Jesus' arrival, the world did not hear from God for 400 years. And and that period of 400 years was between when the Old Testament was finished being written and then when the New Testament actually began. So 400 years of even more darkness. And I get anxious if I don't get a text back in five minutes. So can you imagine 400 years without a single word from God? They were waiting and waiting to hear from God. They were waiting and waiting for the promise of God to send Jesus to come to pass. They had to hold on to hope. Mary was waiting, Joseph was waiting, the shepherds were waiting, Simeon was waiting, and humanity was waiting for the game-changing moment, the other pivotal moment that would change the course of history forever. And sometimes the longer we have to wait for something, it starts to seem impossible that it actually will. But even in the waiting, they trusted God that he would not go back on his promise. In the moments in their own personal lives that they were groaning and they were aching for a rescue, they could trust that God's word was true, that this word was true, that the light of the world was on its way, because God doesn't break his promises. His promises always arrive right on time. Not a moment too soon, never a second too late, and sometimes they arrive in the most unexpected ways, like a king sent to earth as a baby in a barn surrounded by sheep. Come on, that's, un that's weird. That's unexpected, okay? In this story of God sending the light of the world into their lives, there was a, that story was not 
just meant for them. It was a story that was meant for us too. That can be us too. And Jesus, he was not sent to earth just to be part of our moment of salvation, of turning our hearts and our lives towards him. He didn't just enter the darkness as a one-time thing, but he entered the darkness so it could be an everyday occurrence in our lives. Jesus, the light of the world, is so much more than a moment. He wasn't a one-time deal. He was meant to be a continual light that will pierce every dark part of our lives. John 8, 12 says, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The promise of Jesus coming into the world will give hope to situations where there was none before. So why don't you take a moment and think, where is the darkness in your life? What are the situations that just popped into your brain that make you say, oh God, like I need the light of the world to break through here. I need Jesus to come down and to intervene in a way that only he could. So take a moment and think, what is the darkness in your life? It could be a financial situation where you literally don't know how you will pay the bill, how you will pay off the debt. It could be a family situation where you've been really hurt, and maybe some things have been said or done that cannot be taken back. Maybe it's a relationship or friendship that you don't know how to navigate, or you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Maybe it's something that seems to simply be sucking the life out of you. Anxiety, depression, addiction, something that is just the thorn in your side that you can't seem to shake no matter how hard you try. Maybe you feel lost, directionless, and you're starting to believe that your life has no purpose. Maybe you need God's wisdom on a huge decision that's been weighing you down. Maybe it's a health diagnosis in you or a close person in your life. And maybe it's a mindset. Maybe it's insecurity and doubt and self-hatred. Maybe some of these things have made you lose hope. That in the midst of the waiting, it's getting harder and harder to remember the promise of light to remember the promise of a savior. And light is such a stark contrast to any dark place. Remember, God created us to crave light. When we walk into a room, what is one of the first things that we do? We go straight for the light switch. Or when we finally get a sunny day in Edinburgh, what do we do? We all want to be outside in the warmth of the sun. When you turn off the lights in the basement, what do you do? run up the stairs a little faster. That might just be me. <laughs> but have you ever tried getting dressed in the dark? It does not turn out favorable. You got on two different shoes and a backwards shirt, and that is the story of my life right here. That's happened before. Because darkness distorts truth. Darkness distorts truth. And I walked into my house the other night, and I turned the corner in the dark, and I thought I ran smack dab into an axe murder, and it was the Christmas tree that my roommates put up while I was sermon prepping. But in the dark, I believed it was something else. It makes things challenging, living life in the dark, living life without the hope of a promised light. I grew up in the church. 
And I knew at a young age that there was a God who loved and wanted me as his child. And I was aware that God needed to send Jesus down to save us. I knew the ultimate promise, but that does not mean I don't know what darkness is. There have been situations in my life that have literally brought me to my knees. And even recently, I found myself in some darkness. Some situations where I needed the light of Jesus to come through. My grandma, who's basically my little buddy, passed away after a massive stroke about a month and a half ago. My anxiety and sometimes depression that I feel was brought to the surface again. And as I was with... I was with war in my mind. My body began to rage war within itself. And I started to experience thing in, things in my body that caused health issues that had no real diagnosis. And I could literally feel the weight of darkness in my body. And there were days that seemed like all hope was lost, that there was no way light that Jesus could break in and break through. But the promises of God... The promises of God, I accepted the promise of Jesus into my life as my Lord and Savior at age seven. And I knew that the promise of accepting him would give me access to every single promise that is in this book, that is in the Bible. And there are over 3,500 promises in the Bible, over 3,500 promises that because God fulfilled the ultimate promise of sending the light of the world down into our darkness, we also get the assurance of having them. And I would feed on these promises when life was great. Because when things would happen, I needed something to go back to. I needed reminded that God sent the light to give me hope. I would read things like Psalm 34, 18, where it says that God is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. So in times of pain and darkness, I can remember that God is close to me. He has not abandoned me. Matthew 5, 4 talks about how God blesses those who mourn because they will be comforted. And here I'm reminded that even though I am still in the moment grieving the loss of someone very close to me, God can provide me with comfort and care beyond my, beyond my understanding. So when all hope seems lost, I could still declare that the promise was on his way. I know that God did not break the ultimate promise, so he won't break any other promise either. And when all hope seems lost, do you know where to turn? Do you know where to turn? Can you trust the promises that God gives us here in his word? This is why Jesus was born. This is why Christmas, Christmas, I had to do it. This is why it exists. God has promises in here for you and for me. Allow his birth to remind you that God keeps all his promises in scripture to bring hope to the dark places. And when all hope seemed lost in the world, humanity could hold on to the promise of a coming savior, Jesus, light of the world. I just want to ask you a question. That's a lot of questions, but another one. Do you believe that the God of the universe still speaks to us today? That he wants to communicate with us, that he wants to communicate with his children. And we see a lot in the early church, God speaking through people to encourage those around them, 
by giving them words of encouragement or visions or words in other languages. And a few weeks ago, God gave me this vision that at first I thought was just for me. But the more that I processed it, the more that I prayed on it, I felt God telling me this was actually something he wanted me to share with all of us. So I'm going to tell this story in the dark because that's where I found myself. Set my little stage light. But. I was sitting alone in a dark space. It's not the kind of dark that your eyes can eventually adjust to. But it was the kind of darkness that has, has you really aching for light. That no matter how long you sit there, you will continue to stare out into an abyss of darkness. And I was sitting there with my knees to my chest, arms wrapped tightly around my legs, just staring straight ahead. And I was beginning to lose hope that the darkness would lift. And you want to know how I could tell that? Because I was becoming comfortable in the darkness. I was about to surrender and I was reaching the point where I was about to give up hope that things could be different. And suddenly, just this teeny, tiny amount of light started to break through a crack, or almost like a skylight in the ceiling, kind of like this. And the longer I looked up at it, the more my eyes became focused on the light. And then more and more light began to fill the room until all the darkness was gone. And God spoke to me, Allie, didn't I promise you light? Didn't I promise you light? I want you to fill your name in there. Didn't I promise you light? Do you trust that the promise of the light of Jesus will give you hope in the dark? And during this Christmas season, God wants to remind each of us in this room that he fulfilled the ultimate promise of his son. And because of that, no matter what we face in this earthly life, we can trust that he will fulfill all other promises in scripture to us as well. That is the Christmas story. That is hope. That is light. So you guys can, we're going to turn a little bit of light on. You guys can reach under your chairs. You guys can stand with me. And we're going to fill this room with light. So the worship team can come up as well. I know there's going to be some transition, but hang tight. Hang with me. Hang with me. So these four lovely ladies are going to come to the end of your rows, and we're going to pass the candle down, and we're going to fill this room with light. We're going to fill it with hope, and I'm going to wait until the room is full and filled before I continue. So we're going to do this as quickly as possible, but also safely. Safety is important.
Wow. Take a second, look around. Girls with long hair do not get it caught in the flame. That's also been an experience of mine. Look at your light. Started out so small at first, just my little candle piercing the dark. But now look at the whole room. It's flooded with light. And Jesus came to earth to flood it with light. And he promises to do the same in every situation, to show up in the midst of brokenness, your brokenness, in an unexpected way. And I'm going to read some of the 3,500 promises of Scripture that are in the Bible. Not all 3,500, but I'm going to read some of them to you. So we get to know who our God is, so we get to know who our Jesus is. And the promises and where you can find them in Scripture are going to be on the screen because it's going to be important to know where to go. And I want to show that these are not my words. These are not words coming out of Ali's mouth, but they are the direct promises of God that remind us that the promise of light will give hope in the dark. So hold your candle, take that in of that promise. And on the screen, we're going to be able to see all the other promises and scripture that God has for us. I am that I am. I am the beginning and the end. I am the first and I am the last. I am the light and in me there is no darkness at all. My hand laid the foundation of the earth. My right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they all stand up together. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I chose you, I appointed you that you would go out and you would bear much fruit and that fruit is going to abide. Whatever you ask in my father's name, he will give it to you. I am he who blots out your mistakes. I will not remember your sins. All who receive me and believe in my name, I give the right to become the children of God. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that the spirit of God dwells in you? My spirit is with you. I will not leave you. I will equip you for every good work that I've planned. I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power in love and of self-control. I will build my church through you and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will comfort you as you wait. I will give you the Holy Spirit to remind you that this is all real. I am on my way. My steadfast love endures forever and ever. And in just a little while, I am coming and I will take you to the place that I am. You will inherit the earth. You will be with me. I will wipe every tear from your eyes. And death will be no more. Behold, I am making all things new. My kingdom is coming. And my will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. birth fulfilled the ultimate promise that God could ever give to us. 
And because of that, every other promise that God makes to us in the Bible is true, is trustworthy. No matter what thing in your life seems so hopeless, God promises that he will be there with you in the midst of it. He will literally sit with you in the mess. There is nothing too dark that light can't and won't break through. Christmas, it's more than a day. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing. If Jesus could come to earth that was filled with sin and darkness and transform it from the literal inside out, what is stopping him from doing that in the midst of your life? Nothing. So you guys can carefully blow out your candles. Don't get wax on the person next to you. And some people are going to be around to collect them. And so as that happens, I'm just going to ask if we can just stay in a posture of worship. Because we're about to head into worship. So little things can distract us. And I don't want that to happen. So... into a time of worship, and I'm just going to pray super quickly before we get started, just to get our hearts and our minds ready and our hearts and our minds focused. God, we are so thankful for this night. God, we are so thankful for this semester that is coming so close to completion. God, all that you've done in our lives, all that you've done in this community of people, God, you are so faithful. God, thank you so much for giving us the promise of light that can pierce every dark situation. God, even tonight as we spend time in worship, God, please reveal things to our hearts and our minds, places in our lives that seem broken, that seem messy, that seem beyond repair, God, that you want to pierce that darkness. You want to transform us from the inside out. You want to transform situations in people, in thought processes, in addictions. You want to transform those things from the inside out. God, I pray that we can just open our hearts and open our minds and open our spirits to put us in a position to receive from you, God. God, we are so thankful that Christmas is just not a day, but God, that can be an everyday thing that happens and take place in our lives, God. That the Bible can be a real life reality to us. God, we just pray that you just continue to show yourself. Show us who you are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.